Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for movie lovers. I'm Sean Dunham, and joining me is the best gal in all the town, Sonia Stanger. Aww. Hi, Sonia. Hi. Unfortunately, unforeseen circumstances have blocked Jeremy from being able to join us this week, which is very sad because we have an amazing month-long endeavor that we're very excited to talk to you all about. But first, we have a very special guest popping in with us at the start of the show here. We have a coordinator for the Living Skies Film Festival, Jessica Davidson. Hello. Welcome to our studio. Happy to be here. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. What is the Living Skies Film Festival? So the Living Skies Student Film Festival is this really exciting event that we put on every year at the U of R. Uh, We basically take a whole bunch of submissions from all over the world. They're student short films. And we get to program them and showcase them to Regina audiences and anyone who wants to show up. And we put on some special events for you guys. And, yeah, basically give everyone a nice douse of film from around the world and showcase some local talent as well. So That sounds amazing. That must cost a million dollars to go. Oh, well, it's actually completely free, oh which is super exciting. That's the best deal in town. I know, right? You can't, you can't get any better than free. <laughs> it's about as good as it gets. When is it? Uh, so we've actually got three days running next week. We go 14th, 15th, and 16th of March. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday events for you guys. Oh, and it's just at the university? It is at the university. We're hosting everything in pretty much the same spot this year, which is super convenient. We're in the Language Institute, room 215, right up the stairs and right in front of you guys. Can't miss it. Amazing. Um, is there a film you're very excited to see? Uh, well, I mean, we've got lots of films this year. We've got, I think, just under 50, so it's kind of hard to pick just one. But we've got a couple really good ones, uh, especially Canadian content. We've got some really great stuff this year and stuff from Israel and Czech Republic and South Africa and India, everywhere. And there's a couple, I know, a couple French submissions I'm pretty excited for and all the Canadian ones, obviously. Amazing. Do you Did you put in a film? Uh, I did not. Um, we try to keep the coordinators from getting too biased oh, about yeah. it. Yeah, getting your little hands in there. <laughs> I know I've got friends in though, so that's pretty exciting. That is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything else to say about uh, what to expect out there? Well, we've got some really phenomenal special guests for everyone this year. We've got um, the guys from DVI in Saskatoon. Uh, so they're the guys from. Um, uh, the Big Gust, and they're just, you know, all about passion filmmaking. So they've got an event on Thursday night, and we've got uh, Zarka Nawaz, one of the creators of Little Mosque on the Prairie, mm-hmm. and uh, CBC Journalist, she's coming in for you guys on Friday. And then we've got a free screening of Super Grid, the kind of big feature from the Wolf Cup oh, guys yeah. that came right. out just recently here. So get, hoping to get some audience members out for that and Q&A with some of the guys that made it. So And when is that? That one is Saturday. So that's happening Saturday evening. Perfect. That sounds real fun. Mm-hmm. And all the information for that can be on our website if anyone wants to check it out. Or Did Facebook. you already plug that website? I haven't yet. Uh, Living Skies Student Film Fest com. If you want to check out the schedule, we've got our lineup of all our screenings and our special events and everything like that. And everything's wrapped up with a big awards awards party on Saturday night. So that's Ooh. definitely worth. Oh, love that! Is the party free too? Um, our party is one of our few ticketed events. Mm-hmm. Um, Exclusive. Yes, but it's it's super fun. It's definitely worth popping out for. Amazing. Yeah. So fun. 
Everyone visit that website to block off some time that weekend. Go check out some student films. Absolutely. Um, well, thank you so much for coming, Jessica. Um, you are allowed to stay with us uh, if you would like. We <laughs> are about to do our big reveal for our month of March. Uh, today's kicking off the first show of Spoiler Alert's first annual March Madness of Meryl Streep. Uh, also cue... I don't know, Space Jam sounds after that. That's right. This week, we are going to, ch or this each week of this month, we're going to choose a film from Meryl's extensive collection to view, dissect, disseminate, and perhaps move on to the finals. Spoiler alerts are in full effect like this one. Sophie's Choice does not refer to choosing between a skirt and slacks. It's actually a nightmare movie and choice. Yikes. Um, Sonia has forged an amazing rubric, The Meryl Matrix, which we will upload to social media for you to pour over because it is amazing. Um, so this first week, we all chose a Meryl drama. Next week, a comedy. And then the third week, a wild card choice of a film we've never seen before of hers. And then last week, all the gloves are off as we fight to see which film reigns supreme. By this year... By these randomized standards that we have made. <laughs> <laughs> it is by no means an extensive look at Meryl's work. Not at all. Um, Sonia, which film did you start off with this week? Which one did I choose or yes. which one did I start off with? Well, so you choose. My choice for this week for my Meryl drama was Bridges of Madison County, a beautiful romantic drama um, directed and starring Clint Eastwood alongside Meryl. Um, yeah, so... I went for the uh, the tearjerker heartstrings option. Um, yes, it is very heartstringy, very teary. Also, uh, this is kind of amazing to me, but it is she. Well, maybe I'll say that for the next time we, the next film we talk about. Okay. okay. She, <laughs> um, have you seen Jessica? Um, I think I've seen most of it, bits and parts. I don't know if I've seen it all the way through, but. It is, there is some sexual tension up in here. Oh, boy. There, although when they kiss for the first time, you know that thing people do when it's like two repelling magnets? Yeah. Where they like are so close, but they're like, like can't actually, can't quite get there. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be like, ooh, building tension. It was total tension. <laughs> um, Meryl did very great in this film. Oh, loved. Yeah. Loved. Loved it. More than I actually was expecting to. Because um, I am not a big Clint Eastwood guy, but um, no, you're not. I I liked it a lot. I had a lot of feelings. Did you expect her to be Italian? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> did not know going in that Meryl was Italian in this. Uh, me neither. And when she first started speaking, I was very shocked. I do have some feelings about the accent, but we'll come back to you that. You do. Um, as I was telling you earlier, the art, the author of this book had in mind Isabella Rossellini. Which is, I could see it, but Meryl also did an amazing job. Yes, of course. But, that, I don't know, I have nothing more to say about that, but something to be interesting. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to that. Okay, so we have a few things in our rubric. First is a characterization yes. of, this, of this character. Oh, are we going, we're going, we're diving into this one first? I, I don't know. Oh, I thought Do we were doing a survey of the film, so I'm ready now for my dive in. Well, if I'm, there's anything you have to say about the film. Should I read? Okay, since Jeremy is absent today, yes, um, he did. We did get him to send in his thoughts. Um, so maybe I'll just do a little dramatic reading of Jeremy's blurb about Madison County. Do it. Okay. The Bridges of Madison County, obviously a powerhouse with Marilyn Clint. The only real problem I have with it is the pace of some of it. However, as Clint was the director, the end result is a product of his process. <laughs> so he's blaming Clint. 
Uh, sorry, that was me, Sonia, saying that. Not uh, not Jeremy. Right uh, quote again. Uh, both performances are amazing, um, and as always, what isn't said is half the movie. <gasps> I think that is a good characterization. Thanks, thanks, Jeremy. Uh, oh, speaking of characterization, um, what did you give this film for characterization? I gave it actually. So all of these, the points are from zero to fifteen, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's an arbitrary number I created. But I understand it. I actually gave this quite high. I gave it a 13. Oh, yes. I thought this was a very real woman. Yeah, I gave it a 12 because I was trying not to be biased in favor of my own pick. Um, but yeah, I think we have a really good sense of her interior world. I think she's very well-rounded as a character. Um, there's a lot of complex emotion happening in terms of like her motivation and her feeling about things. So yeah, I would say um, she's a very well well-established character. Um, as you were talking about emotion, that is attention and emotion is another part of this. Yeah, I shouldn't have brought it up. That's okay, but I, we can just hop right to it. She, for this, I also gave her quite high. I gave her a fourteen out wow. of fifteen because there were parts where she, when she, that last conversation that they have together um, in their kitchen, and she is completely racked with heartache and torn between her duty. And kindness to her family, and then this like hardcore love and sexuality towards a Nat Geo photographer, and like freedom. Yes, I would. That was it. Was very affecting to me. And it then was. she like when she was holding onto that doorknob at the end. I was just like, <gasps> this is so intense. And uh, yeah, she, I think. Like, I gave it, for tension and emotion, I actually gave it a 13 as well. Um, or did you say 14? I said 14. It doesn't matter. But still quite high. That's in our highest rank under the Yas Queen bracket. Yes. <laughs> so that's in the highest category. Um, should I read that, actually, maybe? Sure, the, yeah. Our, our, um, oh, no, it's quite long. Basically, uh, this this piece of the rubric is... Meryl is tearing our hearts out and then teaching us to love again. She is the Mozart of emotion. We're going to spend sleepless nights trying sleepless nights trying to parse these feels. And I think that is true of this film. She does. And, like, when they have sex for the first time, mm -hmm. that performance is amazing. She's so sad, sweetly sad. She's regretful. She's still quite turned on. <laughs> she is. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I think... That scene in the truck at the end where she sees him for the last time and he's basically at a stoplight in front of her um, and he's like looking in the rearview mirror and she's deciding whether or not to get out of her husband's truck and run to him and she's gripping the door handle was like, oh, it's just, it's too much. It is. It's too much. But then also she, the next day when she just turns on Clint, she turns very angry yeah. and rude to him while she's just like... She's like, you feel nothing. You're a monster. Do you want more eggs? But <laughs> like then she, she throws this, the eggs like, in the sink. Oh, yeah. She's mad. Yeah. There's a lot of range also with this one um, because we see her like... And one of the reasons I loved this film was like all these quiet moments that she has with herself um, where like she's just on her front porch and and just like the embodiment of the character that she was bringing. Just letting the breeze like, roll through her robe. Yeah, <laughs> just like wearing a house dress and bare feet and just so charming. Yeah, I don't know. I, Meryl was really giving it to me in this film. Okay, let's go through a few more. Voice is okay. another part of this 
yes. character. But this is a point of contention among us, yes, which is, is interesting. Tell me. I believed that her voice and accent was great. I gave her like a 12. Okay, interesting. I gave it an 8 for voice. I'm shocked. And Jeremy gave it a 9 um, because her accent it was not there for me. Like, sometimes it was really strong. So she was doing an Italian accent. And sometimes it was really strong. But sometimes she sounded French. And sometimes she didn't sound like anything. Well, I thought it was a character choice of hers because she's been living in the Midwest for the last 20 years. And I was, I wondered that as well. But I just think I that's not what I was getting. And that's subjective maybe, but that's where we differ, I guess. I know. It might, have, it might have turned the tide for this movie. Mm-hmm. We'll come back to that. (laughs) What are other things we have? um, Oh, the the physicality. The physicality of this character. Yes. I actually thought she was serving quite an effective physical performance in this. Um, I agree. Well, yeah, I gave her an eight. Oh, that's not very high, I would say. Well, in our rubric, it's still that she's uh, putting that frankly insane body to a good use, and we like it. Yeah, that's true. So it's not a mean thing. No, it's not. Um, you're right. I think for me, it was like it was. It was those moments where she like, you could just see the, the like, frail, the not frailness, like the the fragility of her feeling and her indecisiveness, like in every gesture. She was doing a lot of good hand gesture work in this movie, like a lot of good like face touching or oh, like, yeah. I yeah, don't know, always holding her face. Yeah, like, like very physical. That. I so, guess you guys can't see what I just did, but. It was cute. It was very cute. It was it was charming. Um, oh yeah, and then our last category that we haven't talked about is style points, which is highly subjective, I would say. Yes, I read it as a character, something that only Meryl could have brought to this character, mm-hmm. and I thought there was so much. She is just like such a sh- silly like jokester. She's kind of a weirdo. Like the thing with the poisonous, the joke with the poisonous flowers, where she just was like, I don't know why I did that. Yeah. (laughs) And it was all just like, you, I did not expect this woman to do that. And it was, I know that she obviously didn't write that, but she just brings such a charm to everything. And she's just amazing. Yeah. She really does have that thing, whatever that thing is that like makes someone entirely watchable because this character is like, a deeply complex character morally and ethically and she just makes you fall in love with her so quickly in the film and like ha- be sympathetic towards her that Even she might be doing a bit of a dastardly thing the audience might think yeah and like but yeah she i think it just is so effective and there is this like twinkle that she has like it kind of has to do with what you were saying in terms of that charm and like sense of humor but yeah it uh it worked for me I gave, I only gave it a ten for style points though. Um, yeah, I gave it a nine. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> we both are into it, but it's not the most Meryl I've seen her do. Yeah. you know, like it's not the most. No, she's adding. Dazzle. She's adding things to this character, and we're there for it. But it's not, you know, it's not a lot more. Yeah, I'm, I agree. So I gave her. I gave this whole film added up a fifty-seven. Amazing. Uh, I'll add it up. I give it a 55. 
And Jeremy, who I had assumed, and wrongfully, I will admit at this point, um, I was like, oh, I bet Jeremy's going to rate things way lower than I will, because he's like harder on things well, than me. He gave this film a 61 overall. He's a big old softie. Loved it. But it made him cry. He's not here to say otherwise. <laughs> oh, floods of tears, that <sighs> Perfect. All right. Bridges, done. Bridge burned. <laughs> Perfect. Jessica, I know this is probably, you know, a lot to walk in on, but... No, this is, this is lovely. <laughs> educational in a film I've half seen. So maybe Do you yeah. have any thoughts the other half. to add? Any thoughts to add? Well, I think I'll have to go home and watch it front to back and Honestly, really should. absorb the streep. Cause oh, absorb the streep is yeah. right. The streep runs deep in this Ooh. one. Oh, step up to the streep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> These puns will be brought to you all month long. Don't worry. Okay, timeline. Timeline. The River Wild is... Oh, wait. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah. River Wild... Okay, so Jeremy's not here to reveal what he chose mm. um, because he's protecting his family from the dastardly Kevin Bacon. But he did <laughs> choose this River Wild. Which I thought was a surprising choice, even though I loved, I grew up watching this film. Which I was shocked to learn that Sean watched this repeatedly as a child, because it gets dark. It is dark. It's scary. I, um, it's kind of weird to realize, I didn't even know it was really Meryl Streep, or I didn't know that she had such a, a fable of Meryl Streep. And when it's essentially a thriller, and it's just like, I don't understand why she chose it. But she went full in, and this is the fact where I was going to say is that it's she did this like a year after she did the Bridges of Madison County. Ooh, fascinating! And I watched them so close together that I was like, "How is this woman able to just do She's the up- most random?" thing possible it's Merrill March Madness for a reason, and it's because she has the range. She's she done it all. So, okay, should I read what Jeremy had to say about this film since yes. it was his pick? Okay, Jeremy says. A pretty great action thriller. Dramatic where it needs to be, but doesn't really push the edge of dramatic storytelling. The best part is Act 2, where we have all the tension, both sexual and violent, it says in brackets, between her and Kevin Bacon. Brackets, plus he was just crazy. (laughs) So that's Jeremy's (laughs) That's a hot take. (laughs) That's a hot take. Um, Also, I want to say that um, Queen bass player... Joseph Mazzello plays the kid. <laughs> and by Queens, I mean from Bohemian Rhapsody that we just watched. Um, also, Joseph Mazzello, I was telling you that his like childhood scream is just like embedded in my mind because he's also the kid from Jurassic Park and then the kid from this, and he's always just like, ah, <laughs> like going off a waterfall. Yeah, I can hear it in my brain now. Yeah, forever. it's, it's um, you know, the soundtrack of my childhood. <laughs> Joseph Mazzello screams. Yes. <laughs> that's, uh, that's weird. Okay. Characterization of this character. Well, I gave it an eight. I also gave it an eight. Oh, interesting. Because although I would say, again, I love Meryl's performance in this, and we have some really great moments from her, we don't really know who this character is that much. I a little bit... I enjoy the character. There was points, yeah, when all of a sudden she's like, yeah, I'm a history teacher teacher to deaf children. And you're like, you are? Yeah. We don't know it. <laughs> you don't seem seem like this type of woman. Um, but she, uh, I, I don't know what I mean to, about this, but she is a fully formed character. I yeah. enjoy, I, I see what she's doing. She's like, um, even her interactions with her husband, and I see just like how frustrated and like with her children she is. Yeah. But yeah, it was, you know... We're talking for a normal 
thriller, this would be a fine performance. Yeah, exactly. Some of it is just the type of movie that it is mm -hmm. and what the movie's focused on. Um, and I think Meryl does an amazing job of conveying a lot of those complex motivations and things um, throughout. But it just isn't, you know, the most in-depth character we've seen from her. Mm -mm. So there's that. And Jeremy gave it a nine. So we're all pretty much on the same page. Yes, we are. Voice. Voice. I gave what? it a six. I gave it a seven. And Jeremy gave it, oh, a ten. She I, she just would be like, Roar, get your little hiney back here. Like, things like, it was just like, it, it was a strange. I didn't expect her to say, be, to be like this. Uh, she had a, she didn't really know what she was doing with that voice. Yeah, I, I think like. so too. Or I didn't know where she was going. And like, some of the time she just sounded like Meryl. Like, even, and one of the things this film made me think about is like, her voice sounds exactly the same now. Like, the tone of it, the timbre of it. Normally, like, as someone ages, I feel like their voice gets a bit deeper, like it changes. But I feel like she's always sounded the same, which is weird. But that's a, an aside. But there were, yeah, she said some things funny. She like, she was doing a lot with the voice at times. So, not, not the strongest in that area. Okay. Physicality. Well, and this is where this we really need to talk about it. This you cannot argue with. You cannot. Meryl, Rowan, a uh, raft. Rowan, a raft. Well, see, this is the thing. Is like, she looked like she was like amazing physical stuff as far as I can tell. I don't know anything about form of rowing. <laughs> <laughs> but she really seemed totally in control of her boat. She did. And like, yeah conveyed that aspect of the character completely and physically in every moment of the film. And she did several of her own stunts. Yeah. Oh, did you learn this? I did. And we discussed this. Um, she told the director at one point, she was like, I think I'm done for the day. And he's like, one more time. And then she got swept away and <gasps> almost drowned. And then in, quoted on the Wikipedia was, in the future when I say I can't do something, I think you should believe me. Which is a very Merylism. Can you imagine sass. if that man had lost us Meryl? What kind of contempt we would hold She'd him She'd drown on the set of The River Wild? She wouldn't have had time to make some of her best stuff. No, she wouldn't have had time. He would be a real-life villain, I yeah. think. He would be just put down by all of society. Yeah, yeah he's out. The He'd man, be out. The man anyway. that drowned Meryl. <laughs> he didn't, is the good thing. Yes, she made it through. But, like, even the moment where, spoiler alert, she whacked the villains on the head with those oars. <laughs> Ooh, that's, that's good stuff. That's got a heart. It was great. Yeah. Um, okay. Jeremy oh, Jeremy gave it a 14 for okay, physicality. Jeremy. And then, yeah, I think it had to do with some of the With her scenes. trying to squeeze those those bazoombas into a scooping, <laughs> scoop outfit? I'll bet that's why. <laughs> it's not fair for us to malign him when he's not here, but we're doing it. Um, I gave it a 13 for physicality. I gave it 11. Ooh, it wasn't tough. It wasn't selling a lot to me, but it was also just like, it wasn't looking like she didn't belong in a boat. For me, some of the moments where it was selling it to me was the face acting. She did she some does, really good face Oh, she does some hard film. stares to Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah. You're right. Very powerful A lot powerful of good looks. eye work. Yes. So, that bumped it a bit for me as well. In addition to just like, I find the physical aspects of this film deeply impressive. Yes. So, tension and emotion. Mm-hmm. She can do emotion. There was that scene, there was a part where she is in the boat, they're taken captive, she is laughing hysterically because she's asked to do something that's wild, river wild. She's laughing hysterically, she turns 
she dissolves into sobs. It's one of those things that's just like, this is alarming and very skillful. Like, it's a scene that could be in an acting class where it's like, you're sad, now you're angry, yeah, now I'm you're like, laughing. Don't break it, Meryl, keep going. <laughs> and then she, what does she say to Kevin Bacon? She's like, you're a pathetic, tiny, slime beast. Like, it's like nothing. Slime beast. <laughs> it's not that, but it's like, she just says the most she, vicious things, oh, and goes, you're like, <gasps> She goes in on him. Yeah. She serves a lot of good, really emotional lines in this film. What'd um, you give it? Uh, I gave it... Um, an eight. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Are you rethinking that on the air? I'm a little bit rethinking it. Not that it changes my overall that much, but yeah, I think I should have maybe given her a bit more. I think it's mostly because I, just after watching several of the other films we right. watched this week, I was like, she is not as swinging for the, <laughs> swinging for swinging the stars for the as she is. Yeah. <laughs> But she did do more than I maybe gave her credit for. Well, and I think, like, this movie could be really kind of nothing without a performance as strong as she gave. And Kevin that Kevin Bacon gave as well. Like, all the performances were quite good. But I think, you know, if you had an entirely different cast, like, it could make it a, a lot less effective as a film. Oof. And I was telling you, this is the first time I saw Kevin Bacon on Oof. a film. And I was quite scared of him. Well, yeah, he's really scary in this. And, like, he did a great job. And he's but... got a terrible haircut in this film. <laughs> yeah, when he took that hat off, Sean and I were rough. not impressed. Full hedgehog. <laughs> okay, style points is our last one. Oh, wait, I didn't say what I gave it. I'm so sorry. I gave it an 11, as did Jeremy. We're so on the same page you this week. You guys are so in tune. That never happens. Style. Style. I don't know why I gave it what I gave it. I think I think because of the, like, moments of extreme sass and, like, power... Yeah, I gave it a 12. I did too. In that she basically, she elevated a very normal thriller yeah. into something that was very tense. And like, I was very frightened for her situation. Yeah, I mean, you, I clutched your arm many a time while we were watching I did not know how she was going to get her family through this. No, nor I. I gave it a 12 and Jeremy gave it a 7. He wasn't feeling it. He wasn't feeling the stank. <laughs> the Meryl stank. The signature stank. Yes. All right. Well, um, I think now it's time to listen to a word from our sponsors. Great. See uh, you all after the break. We will be back with our exciting first round conclusion to the first annual Merrill March Madness with spoiler alert on 91.3 FM CJ Regina Community Radio. <laughs> Welcome back to Spoiler Alert with Sean Dunham, Sonia Stanger, and Meryl Streep. Ah. We're going to be back talking more films from this, <laughs> more films from this lady <laughs> but first we're gonna play a little game lovingly called the game wow wow since jeremy is not here the duties have passed on to sonia oh boy this is a lot of pressure well the game is a weekly segment where i spend all week trying to find a movie that these two that sean and, Me and Meryl. Oh. <laughs> haven't seen um then we tell ourselves what we think it's about, and then I'm going to read from the Wikipedia page and tell us what it's really about. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we all win. And laugh. Okay, so Sean, yes. this week's film, which is a Meryl Streep film, I'll give you that hint, Good. Theme, thematically appropriate, is called Plenty. 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 <clears throat> I believe this is about a woman named, well, I was going to say Janine Plenty. <laughs> it doesn't always have to ever do that. Um, she is very adept at um, the weaving arts. Ooh. She invents the Horn of Plenty, um, and it makes huge waves in the crafting world, the wicker world. 
and um, uh, her husband is a, a farmer that becomes really jealous that she is getting a lot of attention for her invention, and it's just sort of them trying to deal with uh, this newfound fame. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I Think Plenty is a film um, from, let's say, the 80s, where Meryl is playing the, the lead role, obviously, um, and she has a teenage daughter who, her name is Plentiful, but oh. she goes by Plenty, um, and... Plenty is fat, and Meryl is not. Meryl's super glamorous. It's basically Dumplin', but Dumplin not as, but, but like dramatic in the style of the eighties. Um, and she basically, she squeezes in after the, the lieutenant woman, or the French, the French lieutenant woman. woman. <laughs> yes, she did. Okay. Um, and basically, yeah, it's about the the tension in their relationship because Meryl is too concerned with Plenty's uh, appearance and. And Plenty just wants to live her life. And it's beautiful and touching. Yeah. And stirring. Oh. <laughs> okay. Plenty is a 1985 drama film starring Meryl Streep. Oh, I should have got to the thing about the plot. Uh-oh. Spanning nearly 20 years from the early 40s to the 60s, the plot focuses on Susan Traherne, an English woman who is irreparably changed by her existences as a fighter for the French resistance during World War II when she has a one-night stand with a British intelligent agent. Intelligence agent. But also intelligent, probably. After the war ends, Susan returns to England and becomes determined to make a life for herself by achieving what she wishes in the post-World War post-war world. <laughs> I can't read, you guys. Which, after her time away, she finds trivial and inadequate yeah, while so acting what? with complete disregard for everybody around her. That's just an excuse for her to do a French accent. Yeah, I think it is. If we've learned one thing this week, it's that she, Meryl loves an excuse for an she accent. She loves getting her linguist up there. Well, as who's, always... Who's that brought by uh, to us by? <laughs> As always, the game is brought to us by our very favorite sponsor here at 91.3 FM, uh, the RPL Film Theater. Oh, best cinema in town. The best. Best prices in town for a cinema. Oh, vast. Best, Great best. popcorn. Delicious. Great selection. We love them, so go see movies there. And additionally, this week, and for many weeks to follow, the game is brought to you by CJTR's Look and Listen Lottery, which is on now. Yes. Yes. So it's an important station fundraiser. It gives you the opportunity to buy tickets to uh, for a grand prize trip uh, to the destination of your choosing and support this amazing station while you do it. You couldn't lose. Those four locations that you could win a grand prize trip to, are one of them, you would pick one of them, are Anaheim, Ooh, Orlando, the Mighty Ducks, oh, Disneyland, Toronto, uh, CN Tower, Niagara Falls. Oh, you're talking a waterfall, oh, River Wilds? For days. Flight, accommodations, and $500 spending cash are included, Sean. Wow. And the second price voucher, second, oh my goodness, you guys, why can't I read today? Too much film. Too much film. The second prize is a $1,000 travel voucher. The third prize is a Regina Folk Festival experience package, which includes two weekend passes to uh, this year's Folk Festival. Amazing. If you buy your tickets by March 20th, which is coming up, you are eligible for an additional early bird prize of a $500 travel voucher, two tickets to a Regina Folk Festival concert, uh, and that early bird draw will occur on air at 8.45 on Friday, March 22nd. So make sure to get your tickets before that. Get your ticks. Um, 
Lottery tickets are only $20 each. There are only 1,200 available. And the draw date for the overall prizes um, will occur on air uh, at 8.45 a.m. on Friday, May 3rd. You can purchase tickets at CJTR's website, cjtr.ca slash donate. Our offices, uh, you can call the radio station during daytime hours, uh, Monday to Friday. Um, and we just encourage you to support this important station fundraiser. Um, Keep us on the air. You can win some amazing prizes. So why not? Do it. Thank you so much, Sonia. You're welcome. So, sorry about all those line flubs. <laughs> if only I was Meryl. You're fired. Um, oh. So, since moving back into these Meryl movies, I chose our theme this week was drama. And what could be more dramatic than a film called Sophie's Choice? I just don't think there is anything. So I've never seen this before. Nor I. And do I make a million jokes every day about Sophie's Choice? Yeah. Um, I'm just like, I don't know if I want coffee or tea, Sophie's Choice. Um, but I don't think I'll be saying that too much anymore because it is, <laughs> I'm disturbed. I was literally thinking that as I watched it today. You watched it today? I watched it today, How so I'm still emotionally per- perturbed. <laughs> emotionally perturbed. But I think I really, like, as I was saying before the show, I think my brain really just, like, shut down all the feelings going into this movie because I was weirdly numb throughout. But we'll come back to that. Yeah. So I think the film, we can just talk about the film in general mm-hmm. first. The film was bad, right? Or, like, yeah. it was rough. Yeah. There were parts of it I liked, but it's not what I thought it was going to be at all. There was like five warring plot lines. Yeah. That it was like if this film was just about, um, uh, like if it was just about a young writer meeting a a f- funny weird couple and like sort of getting pu- pulled into their orbit, that's interesting. Or there was like a. Pl- the thing where you find out that one of his friends is lying about that he where he works and he's actually like a schizophrenic uh patient and it's like that is the plot of like a different movie or like the yeah. ending of a different movie it's so it feels like many different books and movies rolled into one yes because like the whole thing with the three of them was giving me full great gatsby vibes totally great and they every time they were together they were all in great gatsby costume yeah basically period costume um yeah and then all the stuff about like his friend who's lying i was like oh this is like basically a beautiful mind and then there was like i don't know infinity holocaust movies oh yeah and just all of a sudden and hol- she was she reveals this full Holocaust past. Yeah. Which is, I was like, the timeline alone, I'm like, how old is this woman supposed to be? Yeah. Because she, um, you know, so she has a 10-year-old, right? And like a 4-year-old when they mm-hmm. flash to her. I don't even know when she got them. She was just kind of describing her life. There's, she has a husband that we don't even meet, a lover we see for a second, I think the movie takes place in 45, and she was in Auschwitz in, like, 39. So, I mean, I think, and she says at the end that she's, like, over 30. So, I mean, she could have been in, like, like, her mid-20s or late 20s when she was, I guess she would have had to be in, like, her late 20s or early 30s. Maybe ostensibly she, yeah, got married when she was, like, 20, had a kid. Yeah. Had two kids, I guess. But... Yeah, I think my biggest problem with this film was that it's not actually about Sophie really at all. It's it's this pic, it's this story of these two men who are obsessed with her and fetishize and objectify her and 
for me, that made it really, um, like it almost took away from or was like almost a, like disrespectful to the horror of all the stuff about the war and her experience in the camps. It is. It turned her into like like a, a sex doll, like a tra- yeah. traumatized sex doll. Yeah. It was really sick, actually. And I mean, I think some of the strength of Meryl's performance is that she imbues this like anger about that into her performance that's not in the text itself because like it's based on a book written by a man and it's a movie directed by a man and you can tell that he didn't write in this like rage about that objectification and the Mm -hmm. fact that everyone is like oh gonna save her but actually just is fetishizing her but in there are these moments where i saw it in her performance and i just was like blown away so to me, that's the story of this movie is like, it's actually not a good movie, but her performance was so brilliant. Okay. So yeah, let's get into her. She, okay. they gave her, um, in this film, she has to do so much. Yes. So she starts off as this like sort of bouncing blonde haired ingenue. She's gorgeous. So stunning. she's like, she's like dancing and she is so stunning. Then she also has to shift into like, she, t- um, is a Holocaust survivor. Mm-hmm. She plays a multilingual woman that has like, she has to speak like two different languages. She's in love with an abusive partner. Yeah. She lost her children. She like has just so much to squeeze into this and so much work to do. Yeah. I can't put, like it's in, uh, mind boggling to think of how much work she had to do. For in, this. Yeah. Just in terms of like, yeah, the work of it. Is stunning. Because not only is her Polish accent astounding. Perfect. Completely astounding. But then also there's a like ten minutes of dialogue where she's speaking like frantic German, like very scared ger like yeah. And like perfect high perfect. German. Like like it's a specific dialect as far as I understand. I mean I don't speak German, but like yeah, it was incredible. It's wild. It's wild. I, it's mind-blowing. Shall I read to you what Jeremy has to say about this film? Because it kind of makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, I've always felt that this movie was like wading through five feet of mud. Yeah. Meryl knocks it out of the park with an insanely broad performance, but it's just surrounded by way too much. Kevin Klein and Peter McNichol don't hold a candle to her, and the tone is way too much for their characters. And that's quite accurate. Although, I actually enjoyed Kevin Klein's performance, Oh, I performance, loved Kevin Klein when he wasn't in his... Dark Kevin. He was, yeah. He so he played the the man with schizophrenia. Yeah, and like was he was basically like a manic pixie dream boy, boy. with dark sides. Because actually, the first we see of him and Meryl, they're have he's dark. like leaving and they're screaming and it's really dark. And he does a mean impression of Peter Nichol. Yeah, but like quite funny and accurate. <laughs> Very funny. Um, but yeah, then like when when he's good, I shouldn't say that. But like when he yeah. is, he's like toasting his book he's the best friend that you could possibly like he's someone you wanted to be around all all the time he's so magnetic and that's i don't this is the thing is it's like why is meryl sort of staying with him and it's in part it's because i feel like that personality but then also if he if she's thinking of that he's the one that sort of saved saved her a little bit i don't know he i think the thing i thought was he is the person who brought her back to life and made her see life again. Um, but she I, was in a dark place. Well, right, because she, they discussed that she attempted suicide after um, being released from Auschwitz. Um, 
And like, in, it's very crass the way they discuss all of that as well. Oh, like, yeah. there's a scene where Peter McNichol like sees the scars on her wrists and just like, he's like holding her tiny, pale, Bird-like dainty hands. wrists. And he just, every time a man handles her in this movie, it's either like she's a broken thing or like. Or they're like throwing her around. Exactly. And it's too much. Anyway, um, but he, I, I, like, they describe how she had severe anemia, and he's the one who, like, realized that. And But I think it is that element of, like, mania to him, where he brings this, like, whirlwind, very alive quality to her life, and it, like, distracts her from the memory and the past and everything. So I kind of get it, but... Um, let's get into characterization. Yes, let's. I, what did you give I give this very high. I give it a 14. Oh, interesting. Out of 15. She, I just, I really felt like she really wanted to show this woman with everything. That she like, had. With, so with all of these experiences sort of pointing towards what this woman was. And I feel like she was really trying to do that. Yeah, I gave it, I only gave it a 10. And I don't know that that's entirely fair because I think it's the the writing and just like the film itself and the fact that she's such a mysterious character by design. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, I don't know. I don't know that I, I'm entirely fair with a 10, but I wanted more of her. I wanted, but that's not Meryl's fault. So yeah. I shouldn't penalize Meryl. But yeah, there just was this like, yeah, which I guess in and of itself is a talented performance that there's this thing that where you're like, I want to understand. And that's something that I think the film actually does well because everyone is obsessed with finding out about her. Yeah, totally. Everyone wants to know what her deal is. And that's how I felt too. So, and Jeremy gave it also a 10. Wow. Aren't you just the most bosomest of pals? Bosomest pals. The one week he's not here. Um, voice? Voice. I gave it a 14. I gave it a 15. That's fair. Honestly. Like, I am just like, I don't know what else this woman could have done this i i like the when i was watching i was just i was disappeared into her voice it was crazy yeah this is a, one of the films where i'm like oh she doesn't sound like meryl at all the the like pitch of her voice like her cadence of speech the accent was so impeccable um even though at the start when they're trying to sort of make her a bit of a silly character yeah and she's like um she's like when he she's when he's talking about when he found her and she's like oh I look like something that skirt the birds yeah and, and or like uh, she invited someone up and she's like you should come up for a night hat yeah like all of these just like sort of silly isms but yeah um, but it but Meryl made it work but she made it work and then there was parts where she was delivering very um, dramatic dialogue and it was spotless completely yeah or even like the character does some like code switching in the film and the way she would do that different the different yeah like it just anyway the voice for me yeah was impeccable um jeremy gave it a 13 okay well we're all still up there we're all still in the yas queen category (laughs) yes um uh physicality physicality i gave it 11 um i feel like she was doing a lot of full body acting um, in terms of like some of that frailty and stuff that does come across, but it wasn't like I wasn't like blown away necessarily. Um, she also did have some like weight loss stuff from this film. Yeah, she had to do it for the concentration camp. 
And like, so, so, you know, like she did some, some of that, like changing her body, that kind of stuff. That's really intense. So, yeah, I, um, I gave it a 13. Mm. I think even just like, you know, when she is in present day and she's strong and she's so vivacious and yeah. just like bound, boundless energy. And then she, there's like, you see her at like five different points in her life mm-hmm. during this. And each one, there's one where she just, when she is super anemic and she is just so gingerly walking and like, right, it looks like she's ready to pass out at a moment's notice. Mm. Or even when she's in the concentration camp, which I didn't, didn't love, but she is so, every, she just, it seems so tender and sick at that time. I don't know, she just, every, every time period she changed what she did with her body and it was, yeah really amazing i actually kind of think meryl is one of the more gifted physical actors i've ever seen but that's not something i'd ever i've ever thought about which is like part of why she's so effective yeah like she just like when i think about it she always is giving you a hundred percent full body acting jeremy gave it 12 so pretty in line emotion i gave it 13 because she's giving you such a range of emotion in this and there are moments that honestly i think a less talented actor it would seem so crass and so cheap and she manages to like make it feel like true yeah i gave it a 12 um and i agree with you because there are moments the moments that i found were very powerful is when she you know when she's sort of like thinking back to her past mm-hmm. and sort of gently relaying a story. Um, and it's sort of, I, I can't, it's not like in a sad way. It's just sort of this matter of fact way that she delivers it um, that I was really affected by. And also there's the iconic scene, which could have gone when she's basically like, take my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, act. I feel like anyone could have, overacted that so hard just yeah like, no! but she was very i i didn't mind her performance there either it was it was really she was very anguished but she also was like i'm still you know at in danger right now and um and i already messed up causing my one child to be taken from me so yeah and i think she like her portrayal of trauma and a traumatized person and the complexity of that and how it doesn't always look exactly the most obvious way and like the way she interacts with her abusive partner the way she reacts to this boy child who fetishizes her like it's just for me it was like every moment yeah. she, she was doing the right actually choices. another part that i was really affected by when was in, when the boy child was like hey ps i'm in love with you we should get married i want to live on a farm and she just looked at him with this like such sort of sadness and like betrayal and she was like wow i i really thought I well because really the thought whole we... movie he says he's her friend and yeah. she just needs a friend so badly in this movie yeah and no he just is one more person who wants to use her yeah and that's sort of her realizing that Ugh. and, she was and just that like, great to me like that is so that's an overall devastation of this film in terms of like there's the macro stuff of like the underlying horror of the Holocaust under yeah. this whole film, and then also just this—it's like just such immense tragedy in her life. Yeah, that she um, survives concentration camp and outlives almost everyone she knows. Yeah, and then she just can't find anyone that she can just like 
that will just even like her or be her friend. Or just see her as a whole human being. Yeah. Um, And style. Yeah, Jeremy. I think Jeremy was conflicted on the emotion because he put anywhere from 4 to 14. Jeremy. So I gave it a 10 on his behalf because I just subtracted 14 for, from <laughs> 4 from 14. What kind of ranking is that? I don't know. Who is this man? He, he crazy. Style. Style, I gave it an 8, which I don't know why, actually. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's entirely fair. Yeah, I know. There was a... I don't... I gave it a 12. It wasn't... I don't know what... What another act? I would like to see what another actress would have done. I guess. Yeah. Just sort of be like, is this an inherently Meryl situation? But I had a moment during that film where I was like, I don't think anyone else could do this role as well. Yeah, like there's people that like could have. I don't know what what would a Susan Sarandon do or like uh, a Jessica Lange or something. But yeah. I don't know. I feel like they would all just. It wouldn't be enough. She really has that range. And that's so needed in this film. And who could possibly have put in that? that oh, work? the accent! I can't get over it. It's ins- insane. Um. So, what's your point total for this one? Sue, yeah, we should get to this. Drum roll! I. So, oops, just trying to navigate my own phone here. That's fine. So, Sophie's choice. Um, total fifty-six. Uh huh. Um, mine is my total is exactly the same. So that's spooky. And my total for Bridges uh-huh. was 57. <gasps> so Bridges won in your estimation. Yeah. I want, in my estimation, yes. I, I'm i not exactly sure why because, yeah, her performance is unparalleled in Sophie's Choice. But Bridges, um, I feel like the whole of the film and her relationship with her co-star just really elevated her performance and even though it was under more understated than what she was than sophie but yeah i, it was I believe less, that bridges mm-hmm. wins yep um for me my point total um we should we should have said this before the break but river wild did not make the cut it was between sophie's choice and bridges in terms of overall points totals yeah um Jeremy's point totals um, for Sophie's choice, he had 59. And for Bridges, he had 61, which means regardless of my choice, regardless of Sonia's choice, Bridges has taken it. Bridges has already taken it. But here's the real twist. Bridges was my choice, but I scored Sophie higher. That is a twist. It is a real twist. But doesn't matter because bridges takes it so bridges of madison county will officially move on to the final round move on to the final round at the last week of march <sighs> what a twist that was a twist and a oh that was an emotional week i know i was like we should have started with comedy yeah but that's okay because that's all for this week of, for Meryl's dramas. But next week, we'll be back with our second round of March, Meryl Madness. You don't want to miss it. And it is comedies. And that will be a way more fun show mm-hmm. for all of us involved. And I don't have to watch her be so sad. Yeah, I'm excited to watch her be funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'd like to thank Saskatoon's The Garys for letting us use their song, Manituna. 
for our theme song and our generous sponsor, the RPL Film Theater. Thanks to everyone at CJTR and all of you for lending us your ears. The show is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6, rebroadcast Friday mornings at 9, and is available as a podcast on the CJTR website, Spotify, and Apple Play. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, so give us a follow. Take a look at the rubric that we're going to upload because it is a, a point of genius. It's on Facebook now. Thank you. Um, have anything else you want to say, Sonia? No, uh, Jeremy, we miss you. Feel Hopefully better. we'll see you next week. Actually, you don't need to feel better, but <laughs> you can if you want to. <laughs> feel better from life. Yeah. Have a good night, everyone. Bye. Bye.